Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. If you're ready to drop the excuses and start showing up as the boss you know you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hi, friend. I am so happy you're here. Today, you are going to hear a conversation that is a bit different than the topics that I usually cover on this platform. You're going to hear a conversation about race between myself and my friend, Anastasia. I wanted to have this conversation in the first place because, to be perfectly honest with you, it was well overdue as far as I'm concerned. I have always considered myself anti-racist and an ally to black people and other people of color, but in light of the recent events that have taken place at the end of May and the beginning of June, it has become evident to me for the first time, which is sad, that I wasn't the ally that I thought I was or hoped to be. And I share a little bit more and go a little bit deeper into that in the interview. But I realized that there's a huge difference between saying you're something or not saying anything at all and doing and being something, especially when it comes to anti-racism. And if I really wanted to be on the right side of anti-racism, which of course I do, I understand now that I have a lot of inner and outer work to do. So This interview is what I hope to be a small but intentional step in that direction. And my intention with this interview is to share a different perspective on race from someone who has actually experienced racism at different points of her life. And for you to hear an honest, raw conversation on what that's like and how we can all take steps together as women of different races toward being better allies to each other, and eventually being abolitionists of racism, which is something that Anastasia talks about and I think is incredibly powerful and possible if we all take steps in doing this work. And I wanted to bring Anastasia on here specifically because... Well, first of all, she's a boss. I've known her for a few months now. She has an awesome business, which I'm really excited for you to learn more about too. But probably more importantly, definitely more importantly, Anastasia is just one of those people whose heart simply radiates through her words and her messaging. And I noticed that right after speaking to her for the first time when we were just collaborating on something for business, but it became even more evident to me when watching her videos and reading her posts regarding racism and her thoughts and her experiences around it. So I felt comfortable having this conversation with her and I feel that you all will connect to and love her as much as I do. And possibly even look at the world a little differently after listening to this too. All right, so 
really quickly a little bit about Anastasia before we get into the interview. Anastasia is the CEO and founder of Perennial Brand Co., where she provides comprehensive blog management and copywriting services to online businesses and blog mentorship and coaching to creatives. She is equipped with a master's in business admin, and she will show you how a well-managed blog can skyrocket sales, drive website traffic, and generate consistent warm leads for your business. And then, best freaking part, as far as I'm concerned, she will do all of that for you. So if you want to learn more about possibly working with Anastasia, you can check out her website at Perennial Brand Co. or visit her on Instagram, both of which will be linked in the show notes. And Anastasia did mention that she has a very few limited one-on-one blog mentorship spots available right now. They can be purchased as a single one-on-one just if you need like a little bit of help. Or if you know that you need more hands-on support, those one-on-ones can be bundled into three sessions with a Voxer support too, which is fantastic. So if you need any help at all with your blog, SEO, and or copywriting, she is definitely your girl and I could not recommend her more. So check out the show notes and hit her up. And the very, 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 very last thing that I'm going to say, because I know you want me to shut up, but I just want to say one more thing. When it comes to anti-racism and the role that you play, We all have to understand that it is and should be a lifelong journey, and we are all at different points on that path. So if you happen to be closer to the beginning of that road, and you're like me, and realize that there's a lot more to learn and do, I ask that you don't let that discourage you and throw you off course. Maya Angelou said it best, do the best you can until you know better than when you know better do better. So we cannot change the past, but we can change what we do now, which can impact and change what happens in the future. And I truly believe that we have the power to create a better, safer, more equal existence for all races in our country if we each do our individual part. Okay, so Without further ado, enjoy this chat with my friend, Anastasia Jones. Welcome to the <laughs> Six Figure Influencer, Anastasia. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello, hello. You know, I mean, and this is a very true statement. The first time you and I talked a few months ago, oh we had talked- Oh my gosh, Allie. Wow. It was a while ago. <laughs> um, we had talked business and I was just like, I loved so much what you were doing and oh, you, you're really helpful with like copywriting and blogs yes. and Pinterest, which I did not know. Um, good to know. Cause I've, I've plenty of clients that need help yes. with that. Um, and I always thought like in the back, I was like, I need to get Anastasia on the podcast and I didn't think it would be on this, this conversation, <laughs> but here right. we are. And, and I'm happy that, that Thank we're you. doing this now and we'll have to have you come back and talk other things. I love it. But thank you so much for being here and taking the time. Seriously. Of course. Thank you for honestly this invite. I really, really have been looking forward to our conversation. I think 
we can really just talk honestly, openly, and hopefully this can be a model for other people who want to have these kind of conversations and, you know, they can at least see that it's possible to be yes. done well, you know? Yes. And it so doesn't have I'm to be, excited. and it might be awkward and that's okay too. Yeah. But yeah, that's my intention too. Um, first of all, before we get into the nitty gritty and all the things that we're going to be talking about today, yeah. give us a little, I'm going to be giving you an intro in the beginning and I've already said a few things about you, but oh, okay. again, just like give us a rundown. What do you do? Who are you? Tell us all the things. Love, love, love. Well, my name is Anastasia Jones. I am a blog manager. So I manage blogs for small businesses who want to reap the benefits of consistent blogging without actually having to write a single word. Um, it's very possible. <laughs> and wow. so I eat, I know, right? <laughs> You're like, your eyes got wide because it's like, it, there's a need. Yeah. Um, and I am obsessed with blogging. I, I, love writing. I'm a copywriter as well. I mean, I write everything, even like email templates for, you know, autoresponders, like everything. I love Mm. words. Um, I'm also a blog mentor for bloggers at any stage. So Mm. I help you kind of get to that next level in your blogging game, whatever that level is. So um, you can check me out at Mm perennialbrand.co or on my Instagram, Anastasia RJD. Yes. And her content is amazing and all the value in the yeah. world. She's one of our girls, y'all. She, she yes. gives it away and we love women like you so much. So Aww. thank you for that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, man, what like uh, the past few weeks, I mean, I'm just speaking yeah. from experience. It's just, it's been so intense. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, lots to unpack. And, uh, you know, you were the very first person I thought of whenever I was thinking, you know, last week, whenever the blackout was happening yeah. and there were all these conversations really just yes. taking place a lot louder than I had remembered previously, which I think was incredible. Yeah. And, you know, and I'll I'll talk more about how I started to realize like the error of my ways, which I had not previously. And one of the things I was like, man, I, I just need to like, I need to talk to somebody. I need to have a conversation. I need to understand more of where I've gone wrong how it's negatively impacted and what I can do to be better. And you were one of the very first people I thought of because we, we, we have a rapport together. I admire you. You're so kind. And I approached you. And then shortly after I was like, I totally did the thing that so many people (laughs) and and I'm going to own it. I'm going to own it. I totally did the thing where I reached out and I was like, Hey, let's have a chat. I need to ask you, like, I need to talk about this. Like, Hey, just be my therapist. Will you unpack all of this for me? Anastasia, please. I'm sure you have nothing else going on, (laughs) you know, but, and yeah, but it did start the conversation. We're like, you know, let's, let's bring this and let's actually create something from this to help other people in the process. I mean, I will say this. I I had went through my own journey at that point. Like 
I had had, uh, I'd shared a few times on Instagram on my, on my main feed, some comments. And I had talked about one specific, um, instance in the fifth grade where my teacher put the N word on the board. It was the first time that I had ever heard that word just out in, in like in public. Um, and I was in the fifth grade and it was, it was just a, honestly a very traumatic experience for me that I buried for a long time. I shared that one story and I was out for a week, Allie. I mean, I was, I was out and emotionally drained. Just, I honestly don't even, I barely remember that week. I was kind of floating through it. I had so many questions running through my mind. Um, so by the time you reached out to me, I had already gone through what I call like a personal awakening mm-hmm. where I had, I'm a, I'm a believer. So I use God talk. I hope that's okay on the podcast. Please do. Okay, great. <laughs> um, but the Holy spirit had already been working through me and I had answered the question, what role will I take in this? Mm-hmm. How will I show up? Mm-hmm. How will I show up in a way that's uniquely me and not, the woman people expect me to be in all of this, right? Like how do I choose to show up? And so I just want you to know, I really appreciated that you reached out to me mm-hmm. um, and you, you did it really well because you weren't forceful. You were very much curious, but also willing to like, you gave me space. I mean, I think there were a couple of days that went in between us even communicating. You never mm-hmm. once were like, mm-hmm. Hey, about that, you know, so I just want to thank you because um, I think you did it well, um, probably better than you think you did. So, well, I yeah. appreciate you saying that, but you should not thank me for that because it should be an ongoing conversation. Yeah. Or it shouldn't even be a conversation at this point. And that's the part that like kills me. And I guess like I'm trying to think of where we could start because I guess, yeah. okay. My intention with this podcast is I want to be better as a person. And I know that, and I've had conversations with other white women in my space and they feel the same. So I want to be better as an individual, but also as a consumer and also as a business owner and somebody with a platform who has the opportunity to showcase so much more than I have so many different perspectives and backgrounds than I have. And, and I thought that we could have this conversation based around these things of, okay. Cause I know a lot of women listening right now, they fall into a couple of different camps. Either they, they're like me and they thought they were allies, but they backed it up with zero action. And now they're understanding like, wow. Um, I need to be better and do better. And then there are probably women who haven't come to that realization yet. And maybe this conversation will help open their eyes a bit and soften their hearts to want to be better. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So I guess like, where should we start even? (laughs) I mean, I love, I would love to start kind of with what you were saying. and, And maybe I can just ask you like, Walk me through that journey from the moment you found out that there is more that you could do and you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, have you already thought through some of the things that you can do mm-hmm. um, a- as an ally? You know, one of the things I say, you know, we can ask ourselves, like, 
how do you go from being an ally to an abolitionist? How do you go from coming alongside Black Lives Matter to taking action and helping abolish racism in America for good, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I believe personally there are levels to that, right? It starts in the heart and then in the home and then in the world. And so for you, it seems like you had that heart moment where you're like, man, I've always, always been a fan of diversity, inclusion. I've always been a supporter of diversity and inclusion, but I haven't, I'm realizing like I haven't put those practices into my business. Mm -hmm. Um, So what does, what does that look like for you? Yeah. Great question. So I think like the moment that, that it really hit me that I was part of the problem was Tuesday rolled around the blackout Tuesday and I participated and I was like, heck yeah, I black lives matter. Like I'm silencing, you know, I want to showcase other women, all the things. And I'm scrolling through my feed and you know, it's supposed to be white people with black screens, giving black women and black people the stage to speak and share their stories. And my whole feed was black squares. Wow. Wow. Whole feed. And I was just like, whoa, this is, and it kind of, you know, and then of course, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I follow women of color. This is, wait a second. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, and, and I do not many, yeah, not many. And, you know, and then I'm looking at my life and I have friends that are black, but not many. And, you know, and it just kind of started this like self-reflection where like, it wasn't intentional, but I realized how easy it can be to fall into a bubble. That's so good. You know, like for Mm -hmm. me, I was just, I wasn't, it wasn't a conscious choice. It was nothing that I even thought about. Right. It was just, you know, like hanging out with the people I've always hung out with and, you know, following the people that are, you know, similar and suggested to the other accounts that I follow. And it just, if you're not conscious of it and paying attention, next thing you know, you're looking around and everybody looks like you. Wow. So you're hearing only those stories and only those perspectives and you're seeing only one side to a multifaceted situation. And that was like my moment where I was like, dude, I am messing up. Like, this is Mm. not the woman that I want to be. This is not the business owner that I want to be. Um, the mother, the wife, you know? So it, that's where it started for me. And from there, what, what I did was it started with conversations with my husband, Chris, who is very much like me, um, heart of gold, better than me in so many different ways. And we had a conversation and it, you know, and we both like came to the same realization. Like there are so many, like we say that we're allies. We think we want to be allies, but we're not backing it up. Wow. Mm -hmm. And, um, So at that point, I needed to learn. I needed to learn a lot because I don't know. I mean, I know a little bit about the history of racial injustices. Mm -hmm. Now I know the big things, but not enough. Yeah. I did not know. I, 
gosh, we watched, what was it? The documentary, the 13th on Netflix. Have you seen that? I have not seen it yet. I have not. I mean, it's rough. It's, it's, it's rough. And even just, and that was just one side. It was talking about, um, you know, crime and order in the U S and how, you know, it, it just, it's been designed to more so negatively, you know, impact yeah. or more negatively impact people of color versus mm-hmm. white people. And, and that was just one, one tiny bit of it. And it just blew my mind. So anyway, learning, um, following more people of That's color, good. having more conversations, um, donating to black lives matter, um, like organizations or organizations. advocates and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but you know, and we're getting, you know, we're, we're getting more to the action stuff, but really I feel like, like the past, like last week it was, I'm white and it was hard for me. I mean, yeah. I like by the yeah. end of the week, I was like, um, like turned inside out. Like I was exhausted and I was, I went through like these like the phases of grief or something, you know, I was just, it was like denial and then anger. Right. And then, you know, and then like, okay, what can I do? So anyway, that's a very long way to answer your question, but that's what it it looked like for me. And thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing and being vulnerable like that. I think it's something that some people would rather not say, even though they're going through those, those same phases. Um, I think what I hear you say is you've always valued diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. hasn't quite been a priority. And exactly. I think just like moving to that priority space is new waters. Like it's this new territory. Um, so yeah, I thank you for sharing that. I think um, one thing that I did write down is like a question that even I'm asking myself, like how can I be more inclusive in my business specifically, right? Like as a, mm-hmm. as an African-American woman, mm-hmm. female owner, mm-hmm. business, um, female business owner, mm-hmm. what can I do to be more inclusive in the vendors I work with? Like mm-hmm. um, more inclusive in the content that I'm consuming. Mm-hmm. Like, do I only consume books and business content from white men? Mm-hmm. Or am I consuming books and business content from men and women of all you know, from all walks of life, like, right. And it just kind of leads me to something we, you and I've talked about is like, what can we do with the gifts and talents that we have been given divinely given? Mm -hmm. What can we do with what we have to move the needle? Like just a little bit, Mm. right? Like, what does that look like? I, I watched your IGTV where you, you had just resurfaced after you had shared that, that, that really hard story for you to share. Yeah. And you came back and you were just kind of like sharing your heart after reflecting and the way that you worded that. And I shared it on my stories, but for anybody who missed it, the way you worded that I thought was so well said and really powerful because it Mm. spoke to a few different, I think insecurities that a lot of I've heard some white women share, but you said like, I'm not an activist, Mm -hmm. right? Like I, that's not 
my gift. I, you know, I'm not an expert in mm-hmm. all of these things. Mm-hmm. I don't know the statistics and you and I both like we're yeah. both on the same <laughs> page. You're like, yeah. but I am a storyteller. Mm-hmm. I love telling stories and I love sharing my heart and sharing my faith. And that is how I choose to combat what is happening right now and how to educate and, you know, all the yeah. things that you've been doing. And that hit me because I was like, that's so powerful because I know, you know even just last week, and that's such like a small window, but just last week, I know, and just being completely honest, there were a lot yeah. of women, white women specifically, who were feeling almost like they were being judged or attacked or not attacked, but judged in the sense that like they weren't sharing in a certain way or saying things in a certain way or doing things in a certain way. And my, and what you shared to me makes me want to tell people like, you don't have to do what I do. You don't have to do what Anastasia does, right? Like if your heart's in the right place and you're taking action, one of the things you said, like prayer, fervent prayer, like getting on your knees, if that is how you choose to take action, that is probably more powerful yes. than a lot of things that we can do. I it. Mm-hmm. And I want people to hear that, like, just because you don't feel confident voicing certain things in a certain way on social media, doesn't mean that you can't take action and still be right in your heart and reflect that outward in some way. Right. No, that's really, really good. I think, um, we all feel it, black and white. I felt it. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. felt like, should I be, you know, doing more? And I put these unrealistic expectations on myself. No one did it for me. Mm-hmm. Did it to myself. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's also something that I was able to change my mindset um, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise God, because I don't think I could have done that. At, of my own human strength um, to shift my perspective. And then there was hope suddenly. Like if I could share one story and it would make one person think maybe just a little differently mm-hmm. or at least understand, I'm not out here to change people's minds. Mm-hmm. I'm not out here to change people's hearts. Mm-hmm. I hope that they would open their hearts and open their minds to receiving Mm-hmm. you know, a new perspective. Mm-hmm. And maybe that, that would start some sort of inner, you know, reaction, some sort of inner change. You can't force people to do that. You can't right. force people into that posture of wanting to listen, wanting to learn. That's right? right. You can only do your part and mm-hmm. you can only share in whatever unique way you were divinely created to do that. I tell you what, I, I took this past weekend, I SOS'd my BFF, which BFF is a tier, not a title. Okay. So I have mm-hmm. many BFFs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh-huh. So uh, one of them. And um, she came Love down. That. She came down to me and she was like, I'm she literally two days later got on a plane. She booked it in the moment, got on the plane two days later. And we spent the whole weekend together. In fact, her husband funded the whole trip. He was like, girls, do whatever you want. She's another woman of color, right? So she she's my she's like my sister, right? So that's amazing. We took the weekend and just did whatever we wanted. We ate whatever mm-hmm. we wanted. We did not go on social media mm-hmm. at all. We just mm-hmm. hung out and had a girls' weekend. 
And I felt so relaxed and rejuvenated. But at one point, we were driving to a plant nursery because this is what women do for fun, men, if you're curious, if you're wondering. Yeah, of course. Um, And so we saw this beautiful mural, just lovely, beautiful mural. And it had a really powerful quote. It said, everything that Hitler did was legal. And it showed, Mm. and it was an MLK quote. And it just showed these like images of like heavy hitters in the black community and civil rights movement, right? Heavy hitters. And it was powerful. I'll tell you what. If your girl Anastasia tried to create a mural that had that level of impact, it would not land the same. Right. People don't respond to disproportional stick figures. Mm-hmm. They just don't. Not the same way. Okay. That yeah. is just not my calling. I am right. not that. Okay. Right. This person that created that mural had the idea. He had the vision. He or she, I think it's a man because we looked him up on Instagram, had the vision Um, and he did something that few do. He did something about it. Mm -hmm. He just using his gifts. He did. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And because he did, we are better for it. Yes. We took photos of it. My friend posted and it, it created this, like she had, she wrote this really long, um, Instagram comment, powerful, Mm -hmm. powerful. And Mm -hmm. would we have had that moment? No. Mm -hmm. That mm-hmm. moment would have never existed if he yeah. didn't create that mural. And it might seem like a grand example, but I promise you it, it, is, it is that important for you to take one step and to move the needle in whatever way you are uniquely created to do. I'm saying you, like to whoever is listening. To whoever is listening. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, whatever that looks like. So. Sure. So what, Okay. As a black woman who now you, you have people reaching out to you and, yeah. and I feel like, I don't know. I mean, just from my perspective, something, there was a shift last week. Yeah. I, I feel it. I, I pray that it was a positive one, yes. but I, and I know that, you know, and by the way, Anastasia and I were talking before, you know, we were talking before this interview and I said like that moment last week and you're like, well, this conversation has been going on for quite some time. And I was like, I stand corrected because in that, Mm. and that right there like demonstrates, right. I feel like my privilege and and not Mm. being part of that conversation or even like being aware. But when all of this really ignited, particularly last week, I felt this shift and and I've seen a lot of people do things differently and say things differently than they had previously. So I'm just curious from your perspective, yeah. what are some responses that gives you hope from white people that want to be allies and abolitionists? Yes. What do you like seeing? Oh gosh, this is making me smile because there is so much more hope than anything else. And mm. I, I love that. I love that so much. There's more hope than there is anger. And that's how I'm perceiving this. Mm. Um, but the most, the most hopeful things for me have been friends that have been like, I, they, they text me. They don't even ask how you're doing. That, that question is really hard for me, honestly, to answer. Dive into that real quick. Can okay, we dive yeah. into that real quick? Yes. Um, 
I think, so I am 30 years old. I have been on this earth um, and I have been <laughs> a black female for 30 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've experienced racism in different countries, not even just America. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been my experience for my entire life. My first memory of um, racism was I gave my neighbor my black doll to play with. She wanted to play with it. She took it home, brought it back minutes later and said, my dad doesn't want me playing with this brown doll. Like, literally. I, I, was, I was maybe six. But I remember. And that is not the only time things have happened. I have gone to use the restroom in one of my friend's houses after dropping her off at home. She promptly called like an hour later and said, I just got finished scrubbing the entire kitchen floor, the entire bathroom, top to bottom. My dad yelled at me, made me clean everything you touched. She was what? pissed, but she was 13, uh, 15, 15. Yes. So she like, was mad at you? She was mad at her dad. Oh, at her dad. Yeah, okay. she didn't get it. She was mad at her dad. She's like, you just made me clean everything. And so, but those are just two experiences of so many. And I've got to be honest, I never thought that I would even be having these conversations or that people would even want to listen to them. I just thought this would be my experience for the rest of my life. And I would just always have to navigate being a black female, a strong black female at that in this culture. Right. So when somebody asks me how I'm doing, it's such a loaded question um, because not only am I working through resurfaced trauma from my entire life, like I'm, I'm in therapy, I've been in therapy, but I have a therapist and this is something that we're working through as well. So it's like, I want to answer honestly and say that I'm like, I'm hurting, but I'm hopeful and I'm trying and I'm probably getting some things wrong and I want to talk about it, but I'm tired. And I've, you know, today is better than yesterday, but I'm not sure how tomorrow's going to be. Check me later. Mm-hmm. But so, so what, that's all the things I think about when I hear or read in a text, how are you? Okay. Yeah. And that's what you end up saying. And, <laughs> and the point, and I think what I hear you, the point that you're, you're saying here that I want to understand, I want people to hear. Cause I, I was one of these people. I said, how are you doing? Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because what I hear is like, you that it drudges up a lot mm-hmm. and you want to be honest I and do. just from that question like you all of a sudden have all these emotions come up and you don't want to like pour it out into a text because most people don't even deserve to know all of those intimate personal feelings really but good. then now you're feeling them from just you know a quote innocent ignorant question. So, so just thank you. And I know that I kind of like pulled you off topic, but I thought that that was, it was helpful for me to hear. So I wanted other people to hear too. So thank you. Of course. Well, yeah. And then in addition to that, it's like, I do not want anyone ever to feel like slighted or unseen or unheard. So it's like, it's honestly taken a lot for me to learn that I don't have to respond to every text message, Mm -hmm. every text message. I don't have to respond. And I, I'm, I'm good now. Like (laughs) I can, I can do it now. There are a lot of people that I have on red and I love them dearly. I know their heart is in the right place. I just have to be honest with myself and protect my, you know, energy, energy. my peace. So, Mm -hmm. um, but the, the texts that I love, 
that I absolutely adore are friends that are saying, I just want you to know that I'm thinking about you. Mm. I'm appalled by what I'm learning. I'm Mm. so sorry I didn't know. But now that I know, you better believe I'm going to do something about it. And some friends are like, this is what I'm doing. And they bullet point. I mean, those are my favorite. They're like, I called the DA five times. I left an email for this person. And um, I, you know, donated to this cause. I just want you to know that I'm doing whatever I can. If you can think of anything else, let me know. So good. And I've gotten a few of those. Love it. Those are my favorite. Oh, that's good. That's so good. What about on social media? Because I yeah. know a lot of people were struggling. I was struggling in that area. What were things that you saw on social media and would like to continue to see that right. you liked? And you're like, yeah, that's like that's the move. I loved. Um, first of all, I loved that so many of my white friends were sharing content from um, black men and women. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many um, how m- many stories that I how many people I found on mm-hmm. Instagram, oh, black same. men and women that I found, and I'm like, oh, I know I got this person. I, I have like created- I've been missing out. Yeah, like, what the heck? Right. Dude, some of these chicks that I follow, not to interrupt you, sorry, but like, I, I mean, I'm fired up about this. Some of these girls that I follow now that are just in the same industry, I'm like, I'm learning from, and I'm like, where have you been? <laughs> You're hot fire. <laughs> and I had no I'm idea. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. And it's like, but I can do better in that area too. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, so that's been amazing. Um, okay. I have also loved my friends that have, um, they've really used their platform to lean into the hard conversations. Like, and I've loved that too. Like they've, they've written comments that are like, this is what, similar to the texts that I talked to you about, this is what I'm learning. I am so appalled. This is what I'm doing about it. I encourage you, if you're reading this, do this too. They're almost mm-hmm. guiding their white community in how to respond as soon as they learn, like as they're learning how. So that's mm-hmm. been really cool. It mm-hmm. kind of takes the pressure off me to feel like I have to educate others when the people are educating themselves and sharing what they're learning with their community. And I think that's amazing. Um, Also, I have friends that have posted videos they've recorded of them talking to their children about racism. These are my white friends. Those are so powerful. Wow. I mean, videos like prop up the camera. Some of these kids are small, but I was was young, like five, six. Yeah. Um, And so how they kind of have those conversations is... It's just good. There's so much good. And I want everyone who's listening to this, to this to hear that. Like, there is so much good in this world. And for some reason, and it just blows my mind, it's so annoying. All of the bad just is louder. Mm-hmm. It's just louder. And yeah. so it can so often feel like, are we even making progress? Is it worse now? Mm-hmm. Like, it, because the, the, the bad is just louder for some reason. So we have to be the voice of good. And as many of us as possible have to speak because in our own ways, because that's Mm -hmm. the only way that we're going to spread that hope and that truth, honestly. So I agree. I agree. I mean, I preach on the media all all the time, like Mm -hmm. turn off the news. That is not, it's not what you need to be seeing. And it is, the negative is louder. It travels faster. It does. 
And I encourage the people that listen to me and that care for any kind of advice that I ever give. I share all the time at all times, like share the positive stories there. As much as there's a negative side, there's a positive side. Look for the good, good. share that. Yeah. They're not saying that bad things aren't happening. Of course they are, but you don't have to share the traumatic images and videos, you know? Um, so I, I just think there's a way to go about it. And anybody with a platform, even just doing that, sharing the positive sides and the good things and the good people um, is, is powerful in and of itself. It's so because powerful. It reaches, I mean, when you realize your potential of reach, it's, it's crazy. So Honestly, I think people would shock themselves with, with the people in their spheres that actually do listen to them. Probably don't even realize it. They don't realize you it know, and they take it for granted. I do. mean, yeah, women with like thou- a thousand followers or like 800 followers. I have such a small audience. Do you realize how many people, or even if just, even if hundred people, 50 people watch your stories, imagine 50 people in a room and I you sharing something to 50 that people. That is so good. Right? They're really like people. you don't think of it. Right. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's powerful. Um, there was one thing, oh, oh, the question about the police officer. Yes, I really okay. to talk about that with yeah, you. Yeah, so I got, I fielded my audience for some questions for me, which we've, we've dove into some of those. And one of the questions, and I thought it was a good one mm-hmm. because I know a lot of people are thinking this. Yeah. And it comes in this woman who asks, she has a good heart. And I'm glad that she asked this. And her question was, my husband is a police officer and I'm struggling. I'm I'm in a struggle supporting anti-racism and the police. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? So my thoughts, and I'm going to keep this simple, but it's definitely something that if anyone listening to this is curious about this specifically, you can take away and come to your own conclusions. But here's what I will say. All too often, we force ourselves to make choices between two things that don't actually need to be um, juxtaposed. They don't, you don't need to choose between them at all. So for me, it is not a choice between law enforcement or Mm anti-racism. I refuse to make that choice if someone were to ask me to, because I believe that racism needs to be abolished, first of all. I believe that my whole heart. Mm -hmm. I also believe that we need law enforcement. Mm -hmm. I believe that there are people in positions of power outside of law enforcement, in the education system. Um, I'll even go a little further, in the church. Mm -hmm. There are people um, in our government, in in all areas (laughs) of, Mm -hmm. you know, what makes America, America. In all these high-powered positions of influence, there are people that can and do abuse that power. 100%. And I think that those instances, I don't think it's the majority. I do think it, that is just a, a smaller group of people that just really abuse their positions of power, yeah. that that needs to be brought to justice. So, yeah. you know, whether it's law enforcement officers abusing their power, I think that needs to be brought to justice. If it is um, someone in the education system abusing their power, principal in a school abusing their power, uh, all of that. So I don't know if that answers this question. Um, 
I just think that the first thing that comes to mind, don't choose between anti-racism or law enforcement. Okay, the, the, the fight is to create a more equal, just a more equal, like, America. Right, exactly. You know? No, I agree. <sighs> you should, you don't have to, and that's, and I hear that and I respect the question, but that kind of like, it surprises me because I'm like, oh, why, why do you feel like you have to choose? This isn't, right. and I hate because I feel like this is what the media can do. And exactly. there can be extremists in every situation yes. that, paint that picture and it feels like that's what's happening. But I feel like in most people's minds, you can be anti-racist and support the police. Exactly. Right? Like it shouldn't be, you don't have to compare the two. Like you can be both. You should be both. Right. And same thing, very similar all lives matter versus black lives matter. And I got a comment on a post the other day where, you know, somebody who, who I like and respect and she, you know, she mm-hmm. was sharing her honest feelings, which I was glad she did. Cause I think that's good to have that that's conversation. Mm-hmm. And she said, why, you know, all lives matter. And that was her argument. And I'm sure you've heard that plenty too. Oh, so many times. So yeah. many times. Unfortunately. And mm-hmm. I know. Yes. And the way I responded, I was just like, it's yes, all lives matter. That's the point. All lives matter and black lives are included in that. Just because you say black lives matter doesn't mean that white lives don't matter or blue lives don't matter. Like we're all in this together. You don't have to choose. And please share the analogy that you shared with me earlier because I feel like it was so well Yeah, there are so many analogies um, for this, but the one that I saw most recently on Instagram, it was an illustration to like, you know, stick figures or something. One stick figure had like this broken arm and was like, hey, can you help me? My arm is broken. And then the other stick figure, um, you know, had a whole body, nothing broken and was like, well, your arm, what about my foot? Well, your foot's not broken. So we don't need to pick like, it doesn't really need help. My arm is broken and it needs help. And I think that's a really good illustration for what we're dealing with right now. This is the conversation. Okay. Like black lives matter. Okay. If you believe black lives matter, if you believe all lives matter, you would believe black lives matter. You believe black lives matter. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that illustration, it just, it, very well paints the picture in a very easy way. And I I love that because it's, I think it is hard for some people to understand and not in, you know, everybody is at different points in their perspectives and origins and levels in their journey. And I think we all need to understand that. So I don't know. I just, I think analogies like that are helpful that and is, conversations like this are helpful. And I'm just, I'm so thankful that right. you, you took the time to be here today because I have learned so much and I'm hoping other people have too. And I'm trying to think, cause I know we have to be mindful of time here. I've learned a lot too. I just want to say that like, I'm so thankful for this conversation. I, I do, I have learned how to listen as well in the midst of all of this. And um, I do want to know more about what it's like for you as a white female business owner, you know, in your journey. 
through this. So thank you so much for being super vulnerable and just sharing as well. And also just creating space for these kind of conversations. Um, one thing we did talk about, and I would love to, to like riff on it a little bit more. Please. Um, what it's like, oh gosh, how do I say this? What it's like talking to a family member who does not understand and maybe doesn't even support um, anti-racism. I don't know if mm. you've had encounters like that yet, um, but I know I've had women ask me questions like, what do I do if I'm trying to talk to somebody in my family about racism mm-hmm. and they, you know, don't... Closed off to Yeah, it. they're super closed off. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious from your perspective, if you've had those conversations with any friends or family, um, and if not, just your thoughts around ways that you would. Whew. That's a, that's that's a loaded a, one. That's yeah. a hard one. Uh, oh man. You know, you know what? And I'm just going to come out and say it. Um, the sad that, you know, I don't have any family members that stand out to me. And obviously I know my close family members right. are not racist. I would not categorize as racist. Can we all take more action? One million percent. And I'm trying to think of extended family members. Um, And nobody is coming to mind, but like, I don't even know if that, like how that conversation would go. You know what I am hearing though, that is, it's like, it's a little, I've heard this and I'm curious on your perspective here. Hate and racism is taught. It's taught. Would you, do you agree? I do. Okay. It's taught. And people, there are some people where that is how they were raised and they get to a certain level and they feel like that is, it's just the truth as sad as that is. And I feel like this is a lot older, older, older people at this point. I mean, you'd be surprised. Well, Yes. Right. <laughs> and that that's oh yeah, god. I know. Um and people argue that that's just the way it is and I don't know like if there were somebody in my family and that's that's genuinely how they were and they were racist. I don't know how I would I don't I genuinely I'm, right. I'm at a loss for words here. I think I feel like if your heart is open to receiving that information and to wanting a change, then maybe the conversation would go a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. I also don't know what it's like to have a conversation. Um, you know, there aren't people in my immediate family that are racist mm-hmm. um, against white people. You know, mm-hmm. it exists. Um, if you're out there wondering, mm-hmm. it does exist the other way around. So um, sure. I, I don't know either. <laughs> I was just curious. I do know that um, facts tend to muddy the waters in those types of conversations Mm -hmm. and really speaking from a heart space of like, we want to live in a better world. We deserve to live in a better world. Mm -hmm. There are so many cultures, so many rich experiences that we are missing out on because we have chosen to close ourselves off to that. Mm-hmm. And what would the world look like if everyone felt seen 
if everyone felt heard, if everyone felt like they could walk out the God-given calling on their life without any hindrances, any roadblocks related to the color of their skin, mm-hmm. or and it, everything was just solely based on their character, mm-hmm. who they are, right? What would that look like? Oh, if anything, like- I'm just curious to know what that world would look like. Yeah. You know? Do you, honestly, and there's no, I mean, I genuinely want to know, do you think we'll get to that point in your lifetime? I hope so. I think we will. I do. I think we will too. I think we'll always have work to do. This is like a a mindset shift for me. It's like, this is the long game. Mm -hmm. This is the long game, Anastasia. Like, I will keep storytelling, being vocal, making peace for the long haul. Check me at 50. I'll be saying the same things. Right? I love it. So this is the long game. I believe that I was more afraid to have children prior to all of this. I really was. I multiple times thought to myself, I don't know what it would be like if I had a son. I don't know if I have what it takes to raise a black young man in this culture, in this society. Now I am more hopeful. Like I, I really truly am. And um, I think we're going to see it. I think we're going to see it. I think so too. And I, I'm so thankful that that's how you feel. Cause I almost expected that to be a slightly different answer. So I'm, that makes me happy. Cause I just, I mean, I'm an optimist. Yeah. I, I am. Um, and I have so much more to learn clearly, but I just feel like some sort of shift is taking place and people are finally listening yes, and looking within versus projecting and defending and deflecting, yes. which is like so easy to do. And, and what I used to do, Um, so I just, I'm going to hold out hope. And just like you said, you're going to be saying the same thing at 50 years old. And my intention through all of this too, is to be right alongside you and to keep this, like you said, there are things that we can do in the short term, but this is a freaking journey, man. This This is going to be a long road, but if we can all commit to the baby steps and just doing the little things along the way. It doesn't have to be like an overnight thing, um, yes. but just taking the small steps to learn and be better Then realistically we can see a change in the future. And I I'm committed to keeping the conversation going and to growing and bringing more women in my own business and showcasing more women of color in my own business. And, um, and we're in I'm this just, together. We are yeah, in we're, this together. We're in this together, babe. We are. And thank you, thank you, thank you thank for you. taking this time because you have you have turned yourself inside out through this just with what you've shared. And I know that so many have reached out to you and and just I know how valuable your time is and your energy and the fact that you gave me this today means more than you even know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that so many of my audience will feel the same way. So Anastasia, thank you so much. Seriously. Thank you so much, Allie. It's been an honor, been a pleasure.
You're incredible. And one more time, yeah. where can people find you? Because by the way, did y'all oh. catch that you don't even have to write your own <laughs> blog? Hello. Never again. Not a single word. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know the blog management meant that you write the blog. The whole thing. All of it. Find the photos, I'm write the blog. you for the rest of my life. <laughs> She's busy. She's I'm booked. busy. I'm booked. <laughs> booked for the year now, ladies. <laughs> But maybe for 2021. Yes. <laughs> Currently accepting waitlist applicants. <laughs> so please. Um, yeah. But if anybody wants to find me, uh, my Instagram is Anastasia RJD. Um, yeah. Just hit me up. DM me. We'll let you chat. She's incredible. She's Aww. so kind and just warm. And I mean, obviously, but like in terms <laughs> of business and just asking questions, you are like I said, you give it all away. So oh, anyway, look, look up Anastasia. I'm going to be sharing you a ton to, you know, whenever you. this goes live. So you're amazing. I adore Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank this you, has been fun. Friend. This has been so fun. Hey friend. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode helped you in any way, you can directly impact my efforts by simply sharing a screenshot of this to your social media or team. Also, if you're looking for additional support, feel free to find me on Instagram at Allie I Reeves and or join the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group.